The show you love with even more local, local news, news and more local talk. talk. The voice of the valley. The Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5. On air and online. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Here's your host, Mike Douglas. Your host, Mike Douglas. And a good Tuesday afternoon to you here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV, I have a problem with it being Tuesday. I actually took a day off yesterday, which is unusual. Uh, usually on a holiday, we're, we're doing something either in ministry or radio or uh, the multiple hats. Here. But yeah, I actually took a day off yesterday. <clears throat> and so I, uh, I, t- t- today is Monday in my head. Uh, And so I've got to get uh, reoriented here. It is, in fact, Tuesday, uh, July 5th, 2022. Thanks so much for uh, for joining us. A lot of tragedy, of course, over the weekend, and uh, we will talk about that. But I also believe we also need to celebrate what's good in the world. Because evil has a way of attempt... the, the, The part of the deceptive power of evil is that it tends to want to convince us that all hope is lost, that we have no cause for joy on any level. And so the deceptive part of that is to intimidate us into cowering into fetal positions and giving up. We will not do that. We will not do that. We will appropriately and properly acknowledge the tragedies that happened, but we also need to celebrate what's good as well. Because what's good in the world will overpower what's evil. And so it's important that we do. You remember that back in 9-11? Yes, tragedy. Things that were gut-wrenching happened. And we needed to... We needed to grieve and mourn the loss of so many, so many lives, as, as we need to do this past weekend as well. But one of, the, one of the main things that we understand about rebounding is that we also need to be careful that we do not allow the evil to overcome us and win. And so a great part of that was also understanding that America needed to coalesce, to unify, which it did for a time, mostly, and to overcome that which is evil. And so we'll acknowledge and appropriately address the tragedy of this past weekend, but we also want to acknowledge what's also good. And I encourage you to do that. What good things did you do this weekend? to celebrate the 246th birthday of our country. What do you have to rejoice in? Often in the many, many funerals that I do, that becomes a major part of it, is celebrating what's good, celebrating what inspires us, celebrating what keeps us going, celebrating what keeps us driving ahead and inspired. We need to properly stop and grieve when there's a moment that we need to grieve about. And we need to properly address those lives 
that are lost when they are lost. Yes, absolutely. But looking at what is cause for celebration does not negate that. Looking at what is cause for celebration says to ourselves, says to our country, says to our world, says to our culture, we will acknowledge the bad things and we will continue to fight against the bad things and do whatever we can to mitigate it, but we will not allow the evil to overcome us. And that does nothing to disrespect those who lost their lives and the families of those who are grieving. It does nothing to disrespect that. But we must persevere. We must keep forging ahead. We must not, again, cower in the fetal position against the evil that was displayed this weekend. And so I encourage you to revel in the good things that happened this weekend. For us, uh, after uh, our worship services on Sunday, a couple of the ladies in church had not seen Top Gun Maverick, and my wife convinced a few of them that uh, they they needed to go, and so we we made the arrangements, and uh, a handful of us went to, uh, Lori and I saw Top Gun Maverick for the second time, and it was just as riveting as the first time, I have to say. And and uh, the two uh, other ladies that were with us uh, had a had a great experience as well. And so I highly uh, highly recommend it. Had uh, enjoyed uh, firing up my barbecue, and then by tradition we often watch the Capitol Fourth on PBS. It is rare that I watch PBS anymore, but they do a good job, I think, with the Capitol Fourth. Uh, we had our own safe and sane fireworks in the driveway late at night and uh, watched the not-so-safe fireworks going off in the sky uh, elsewhere around. And then we, uh, we watched the uh, recording of, of the Macy's Fourth uh, of July festivities in New York City. Uh, nah, the music didn't inspire me to a great degree, not... Not my thing, a lot of it, but uh, the fireworks were fantastic. So that, uh, that was my celebration uh, yesterday, celebrating Independence Day uh, for the United States of America. And I hope that you had a good celebration as well. All right, let's address uh, some of the issues that we need to address. Uh, by the way, uh, terrible fire happening uh, up in California's gold country. That exploded last night. I believe it's up to at least, if not more than 3,000 acres right now. And uh, fire crews have the electrifier uh, 0% contained. And uh, so we will, keep, uh, we will keep our eyes on, uh, on that and, uh, and what's happening um, in that area. Uh, by the way, uh, those of you in uh, the McCullamy uh, area near the river there in Jackson, uh, our, our thoughts and prayers are with you. I know that at, uh, at last report, the fire is 0% contained. Uh, flames erupting along the south fork of the uh, McCullamy River. And so, again, we'll keep our eye on that and uh, thoughts and prayers with those of you in that area. Of course, in Highland Park, <clears throat> Illinois, police uh, north of Chicago 
announced uh, this morning a seventh person died Tuesday in a shooting by this uh, 21-year-old suspect. I'm not even going to give out his name. I don't want to give him that publicity nor the credit. He was on a roof and was uh, sniping at people. Again, uh, at this point, the death toll is at seven. And uh, quite a few, quite a few people were injured, over 30 people. Uh, and they, uh, they did arrest him, I think about five miles, uh, five miles away from the area. And they, uh, they do add, and I, I want to underscore this, police add that the weapon used in the shooting was bought legally in the state of Illinois. Isn't that interesting? So uh, these, again, I think one of the problems we're facing is the laws and, and the, the hysteria of the far left, of the woke culture, doesn't address the root issue. The root issue, issue is people like this guy consumed with evil. And what do we do with that? How do we mitigate it? How do we know? Very difficult to stop killing in a in a case like that and so we uh, we pause with the nation uh, to memorialize and pay our respects to the family members of those who were uh, shot and killed this weekend uh, last year by the way in Chicago and of course there were press conferences and I don't I'm not going to play those but I thought they were uh, horrible this past weekend, 71 people were shot, eight fatally, in the 4th of July weekend shootings across the cities, said Chicago police. Huh, 71 people. Last year, 19 people were killed and more than 100 people were shot over the long 4th of July weekend. So, it comes back to, why don't we look at the real issues here? Let's look at the people who are committing these crimes and try to address how we can mitigate such cases in the future versus focusing on the tools, which uh, seems absolutely ridiculous. Well, my friends, we're talking about uh, positive things uh, earlier on, and, and one of the positive things I'm looking at is as we look at some negative things like Home prices, prices rising, the inventory is low, but those interest rates, uh, those hikes mean price fluctuations. So selling your home now with an aggressive, experienced agent, it's the right move to maximize your equity. Do you have a growing family or you're working from home and you need more space? Well, call the agent I trust and recommend. Call Dan Phipps. Dan's proprietary marketing system guarantees multiple offers in 72 hours for full market value, or he'll sell it for free. In fact, his home selling program is designed to maximize your sales price. You're in complete control. There's no costly repairs required, no long-term contracts, and you pick your move date. Dan can even find you a new home before you move. Melody in Oakdale knows all about that. She needed to sell quickly, but her home needed a whole bunch of repairs and upgrades to get a decent price. But Melody didn't have the time nor the money, so she called Dan Phipps. Dan said, no problem, we can do it, and he did. Dan got multiple offers, sold for much higher than she could have imagined. So call Dan Phipps. Dan's the man I recommend, and I'd hire him to sell my own home. He's the only agent who guarantees multiple offers in 72 hours, or it's sold free. 
Call Dan Phipps, 209-593-1111, or go to danphipps.com. That's Dan Phipps with three Ps, D-A-N-P-H-I-P-P-S dot com. Mike Douglas' show continues in three minutes here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show, now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. With the big news of the day, here's more of the Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Thank you for being with us. And uh, I've been informed we're having a few technical issues as we be, I guess, I guess some of the, uh, the technical gremlins did not take uh, the holiday off. They've been hard at work, so we'll be uh, attempting to resolve those uh, as soon as we can. Again, welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. We've been talking about the uh, shooting in uh, in Highland Park, Illinois, and uh, again, my friends, I think it uh, it comes back to the fact that we need to spend time on actually rehearsing what's important, what's real, what's real about this shooter. Did the gun get up in itself and by itself and and go up on that roof and shoot people? No, it did not. No, it did not. Now, how do we mitigate it? That's the challenge. That is the challenge. And I think a lot of things come into play. I don't believe there's any one answer. I think there are, uh, there are many things that we need to struggle through and, uh, and talk about as we're trying to uh, address this particular issue. And, of course, uh, that, that wasn't the only uh, shooting. There were uh, three dead, seven wounded at a shooting at an Indiana block party. Apparently there was a block party in Gary, Indiana. Kind of reminds you of the music man, doesn't it? Gary, Indiana. The police there say uh, three people dead, seven others wounded. Uh, Happened just after um, midnight, apparently this morning. No suspects at this point, as far as we know, and the investigation is uh, still going. Sacramento County had a victim Monday morning uh, shooting in downtown Sacramento. A 31-year-old uh, victim uh, was one of five people who was shot outside a nightclub just before 2 a.m., just before closing time probably, in the area of L and 15, uh, 15th Streets. Four victims expected to uh, survive, and again, no suspect um, information at this time. And then, and then in Oakland... Four uh, Oakland A's fans apparently were struck by bullet fragments inside the Coliseum during Monday night's post-game fireworks show. Apparently, police investigators believe it was related to gunfire somewhere outside the stadium. What a bunch of idiots. Really. What a bunch of idiots. To to shoot guns off in, in, in celebration of uh, of Independence Day. What idiots. So apparently uh, people were hit at least with fragments. Three of the victims uh, were inside the ballpark while a fourth walked to a local hospital. All of the uh, injuries non-life-threatening. We're thankful for that. And Oakland Crime Stoppers, by the way, are offering a $20,000 reward for any information leading to the arrest. 
And Modesto had its own drama happening last night. And Modesto uh, police were called uh, to a West Modesto complex, um, apartment complex on Roselawn Avenue. I'm familiar with that. Uh, about 10.20 p.m. last night. And apparently uh, the officer was inside the home when a suspect attacked him. Uh, police have not verified what type of uh, weapon was used to attack the officer. Uh, but apparently the officer was attacked and shot the suspect. Uh, the officer, not yet identified, was injured, treated at the hospital. He has been released. The suspect, also hospitalized, expected to uh, survive. He's been placed under arrest on suspicion of attempted murder of a police officer. His name not released and so it goes uh, again my friends i i continue to come back to the question why do we allow our leaders why do we allow the media to circumvent the real issue here and the real issue is the people involved is it not the people involved I'm going to give out the phone phone number, and uh, we're going to ask you to stand by while we address some uh, technical problems. And uh, so hang in there. Our number, 209-551-3483. What do you think? Do you think taking away people's guns would have prevented these people from committing violence? My opinion is no. They would have found a way. Think of the uh, the bombings. That have happened airplanes into the twin towers uh there are various ways to terrorize the public knifings it's just absolutely uh ridiculous to me that that we uh, that our public leaders continue to park on these particular issues that are randomly associated with the root cause you never hear them talking about how could we, well, neither say never. We rarely hear politicians immediately jumping on the air in front of a camera and saying, how could we have dealt with this person ahead of time? Or could have we? No, it's let's take away everyone's weapons. This is, this is one of the double-edged sword issues in a free country like the United States of America, where we have a Second Amendment, where we have the constitutionally protected guarantee that people are allowed to arm themselves. And the original intent was not to go out, as President Biden has said, and try to track down a deer with Kevlar vests on. No, no, no. No. The issue is to deal with governments that may attempt to totally take away our rights and change the Constitution. That's, that's what was on the minds of the founders. They had just gone through a revolution. Do we want another one? No. But that right to bear arms is one of the checks in the system. It is one of the methods of accountability that holds the government accountable, accountable to the people that it serves. And I am, uh, I am again very, very dismayed at the way that our politicians come out and 
obfuscate uh, obfuscate the the real issues. Free speech, yeah. How about uh, those folks up in Sacramento this weekend that uh, blocked I five, blocking traffic? Do you do you think that is a viable interpretation of a free speech right? Is to create a dangerous situation like that to essentially uh, break the law? That's not that's not peaceable demonstration. That's not peaceable airing of one's angst about the government. That's creating safety issues. And I, uh, I, th- I think we need to arrive at the point where when people violate the law and they create safety problems for others that uh, we need to be somewhat hard-nosed about that, put a stop to it. Else we're going to have more riots like uh, and we had in 2020, I believe. And these, uh, these demonstrators were upset about the Supreme Court ruling striking down Roe v. Wade. And so about 1 p.m., they, uh, they finally left the freeway, apparently, and returned to the west steps of the Capitol. Well, there's, there's an appropriate place to, to air your complaints. But not blocking I-5 and, and creating hazards for, uh, for everyone else. So this, uh, and I think we're going to, going to continue to have this tension between free speech rights. Of course... When certain people air their free speech rights, uh, they are beat up upon by the media, by public officials. Uh, FBI comes knocking on their door. Parents who are airing their views about the way their children are being taught, the FBI used as a lever against them. You see... uh, we have a major problem here in terms of the government being accountable to us versus the other way around. All right, my friends, we're going to take uh, about five minutes in that time. We're going to attempt to uh, address some of the technical problems we're dealing with right now. We'll be back uh, in five minutes and hopefully with your phone calls here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KF5. The Mike Douglas Show, now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. On air and online, take the Mike Douglas Show with you with the iHeartRadio app. Search 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, apparently, our uh, our phones are not working uh, at the moment, so we'll attempt to uh, resolve that and uh, try to uh, get us back on track uh, here in a little bit. Talking about the issue of of uh, the uh, people on the freeway uh, this past weekend, abortion rights activists blocking traffic. Uh, I just do not uh, I do not understand why. We uh, why we allow that to happen? I just uh, I just cannot fathom uh, what what's going on with that. I, I just I, I just do not understand uh, what what the point is 
of allowing people to do this. I, I just, uh, it, it is beyond the pale for me, and, and maybe I'm not seeing it correctly. Maybe you have a different thought on this. By the way, for right now, we're going to ask you to use our email, mikeon1360 at gmail.com for your comments, mikeon1360 at gmail.com. And we'll uh, attempt to see if we can get the phones uh, up and working here in, in, uh, in a little bit. All right, so speaking again about that issue of the people blocking the freeway, do you think that's a, a legitimate exercise of free speech in our culture today? I, I just, uh, I, I, I don't think that uh, when we jeopardize the, the health and safety of others, that it ought to be something that's allowed. I think it's just uh, absolutely uh, something that is totally against the spirit of, uh, of the First Amendment. You know, we always have, there, there's always this uh, issue of the spirit of the law versus the letter of the law. In the spirit of the law, that, that, that is the, the motivation behind the law. That's why the laws were created. Uh, and I, I think many times we miss that. We miss what the spirit of the law, although many politicians become very expert at, um, at shaving that line of differentiation very carefully. When it benefits them, they are all, all happy to... Uh, to say, oh, yeah, it's the letter of the law, can't do that. But uh, when they want to violate the letter of the law, then it's all about the spirit of the law. And uh, in that case, the spirit of the law, you know, it, it, again, it, there's no consistency. The, the hypocrisy is just uh, absolutely rampant. And uh, I, I think we, um, <laughs> we just have to reach a point where our society holds our politicians accountable and law enforcement accountable accountable for enforcing the law. We are supposed to be governed by the rule of law. And so oftentimes we see that uh, obfuscated uh, by the actions of the perpetrators and in the aftermath by the actions of the, uh, of the public as well. Uh, just a reminder, friends, you're listening to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Uh, again, talking about this uh, other shooting that occurred at, well, it's not a, sh well, yes, the officer shot the suspect. A shooting in Modesto, officer involved shooting last night. Again, we, we come back to, and, and there was another incident over the weekend, and I'm sure you've got the details on that as well. The rush to judgment against police officers, to me, is part of the deterioration of our culture. Do police officers need to be held accountable? Absolutely. Absolutely. Do police departments, law enforcement agencies, sheriff's departments, do they need to be held accountable? Absolutely. The FBI, should the FBI be held accountable for applying the law equally across all strata of society yes what we're seeing what we're seeing today is uh, something that is much different than that aren't we uh, we are seeing on the federal level law enforcement used as a weapon against those that 
those in power don't agree with, or or vice versa. And uh, I think we're uh, we're approaching a time where it's going to become very important that our politicians and law enforcement uh, decide to abide by the spirit of the law. And either we we have laws or we don't. Either we throw them all out and we have anarchy, or we remain a country of the rule of law and we uh, conduct ourselves appropriately that way. And uh, oftentimes people will say, well, you know, what about the... What about those times when uh, I may have rolled a stop sign at 3 o'clock in the morning? Well, we're not talking about that. And that, that really comes down to a letter of the law versus spirit of the law. And I remember that many, many, many years ago when uh, I was working a patrol car. Uh, in fact, I had a situation. A guy, that he, he was uh, from a utility company. He had gotten off the graveyard shift at mm, 2.45 in the morning, I think it was. And uh, he decided to uh, uh, to get home a little more quickly uh, than normal. And in a residential neighborhood at 2:45 in the morning, he uh, he, not, he didn't really run the stops. He slowed down for the stop sign, but uh, certainly didn't stop. Went right through it. So I stopped him, and he had the right attitude. He says, "Look, I'm I'm sorry. I admit." I ran the stop sign, just got off a long shift. I said, well, look, I'm, I'm going to give you a warning. Please, even if it's 2.45 in the morning, please stop at the stop sign. You, ne- you never know if someone else is coming through. Now, had he done that at 3.45 in the afternoon, that would have been a, a different story. Uh, you see, so we, we do have some leeway in terms of the spirit of the law versus the, the letter of the law. But when we put people's lives in danger, like blocking freeways, I mean, if you and I went out there and stood in front of traffic, we'd, we'd get hooked up, don't you think? Well, <laughs> one of you just emailed in here. Sounds like the protesters believe suicide is also free speech. At least they have a choice, unlike an unborn baby sacrifice. Whoa, yeah, good point. Uh, good, good, good allusion there. Absolutely, uh, comparing uh, comparing the two issues. Again, uh, our phones apparently not working today, and uh, we're attempting to resolve that while I'm talking. I, and I'm a pretty good multitasker, uh, but uh, sometimes while I'm talking, to try to fix the phones at the same time not always happens with the rapidity that we wish it uh, it would. So hang in there. Again, if you'd like to make use of the email, it's mikeon1360 at gmail.com. mikeon1360 at gmail.com. And by the way, there was, uh, well, another shooting in Healdsburg, uh, just down the road a piece uh, from us in, in Stanislaus County. Apparently there were reports of shots fired following a Monday night fireworks show in Healdsburg, for goodness sakes. Uh, They found a man unresponsive on the sidewalk, pronounced dead at the scene. Uh, Shots were reported at about 11.17 p.m. in the uh, 200 block of Monta Vista Avenue in uh, in Healdsburg. So what, uh, what, what do you think contributes to this? Is it just the guns, the availability of guns? I would propose no. It is not just that. 
People become violent with knives. They become violent with their hands. They become violent with their vehicles. They become violent with uh, rocks and, and such. So I, I really think that we need to get realistic about this. Uh, our, uh, our friend Ed from uh, Lodi says uh, he thinks it's more evidence of a two-tiered system of justice and enforcement here in California. If it had been a protest about gun owners' rights, taxation protests, sanctuary city protests, etc., for those on the more conservative sides of things, there would have been all types of media politicians and uh, probable arrests of the protesters occurring. I, I agree with you, Ed. What these people did was simply unlawful assembly, which caused a major safety hazard and was a major inconvenience to those who needed to go other places like the airport. It's a sign of how poorly people understand how to peaceably protest. I agree with you 100%, Ed. Very, uh, very good observation. Again, the uh, in lieu of phones today, our email here uh, is, I almost gave out the phone number again out of habit. Email is mikeon1360 at gmail.com. mikeon1360 at gmail.com. And we will continue with the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV in three minutes. Don't go away. Take the Mike Douglas Show with you every weekday from 3 till 5. Download the free iHeartRadio app and follow, and follow 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Glad to have you with us after the holiday weekend. Apparently, uh, my my phone bank here has uh, has stayed on holiday for some reason, uh, but we will attempt to uh, to deal with that just after the top of the hour. So hopefully we'll get your uh, comments by phone again just after the top of the hour. In the meantime, please feel free to use our email here, Mike at thirteen sixty at gmail dot com. Mike at thirteen sixty at gmail dot com. Uh, looking at uh, some other uh, uh, headlines, now, I know, I know a lot of you are, some of you may not be big sports fans, understand that. But I'm, I'm questioning all of this about USC and UCLA, of course, now one of those I have a vested interest in, uh, USC and, and UCLA moving over to the Big Ten, uh, Big Twelve, big 12,442, whatever it's going to become. I just, uh, uh, and, and leaving the Pac-12, I guess, to wither away on the vine? What What's happening here? Uh, those of you who may be interested in, what's your read on that? Are you interested in sports, college sports? What do you think about that? I I just, uh, I, I'm, I'm sure what it's all about is the dollar. Don't you think? Decisions like that are normally about the dollar. And I, uh, I am sure that USC and UCLA are looking at, uh, they, they have your, their calculators out or their supercomputers, whatever they happen to be using. And uh, they, are, they are adding it all up and saying, okay, makes more sense to go to the Big Ten. We're talking about uh, over 100 years of tradition here and uh, I it, it's one of those things where when the dollar becomes the main thing I, I begin to wonder is it is it worth it 
is it worth it to be a fan anymore? Uh, I've, you know, pro sports, I, I still love baseball. I watch the Super Bowl. That's about the only pro game I watch anymore in terms of pro football. Uh, but I, I am an avid uh, fan of, of college football and, and college sports as well. But come November, I'm always tuning in to college football. Love it. Uh, but with a, lo- a lot of the recent decisions that are being made, I just don't know. I'm, I'm beginning to think that uh, the schools really don't care about the fans. I'm not sure they care that much about the athletes, other than how the athletes can uh, enrich the coffers and uh, their their ability to uh, be financially sustainable, uh, to keep those trusts going. I don't know. Do you? How do you feel about that? Do, do you not care? And I understand that if you don't. Our uh, I was going to say our number here. Our email: mikeon1360 at gmail dot com. Mike on 1360 at gmail.com. So uh, I'm thinking, what about Utah, Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State? Well, what's going to happen to them? What about uh, Oregon? Oregon, the Oregon Ducks. Now that's, uh, that's a team that they, that team, have. Uh, is very, very important to our production staff here, both to uh, producer Mike and producer Brenda, the Oregon Ducks. What, what's going to happen to them? Are, are they going to stay in the Pac-12? Are they going to move? Will the Pac-12 cease to exist? Again, I, 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 I guess I'm a traditionalist in, in many ways, but I, I just feel that really what's happening here is... Uh, is that the uh, universities are just looking at the dollar, and I don't really, I don't know that they really care about the athletes that much, unless they're making them, uh, them money. I, I, I hate to say that, but it it's, seems to be, uh, it seems to be the way that uh, I see this happening. Joe Biden, last week, I meant to get to this, just, uh, just ran out of time. Last week, if you remember, Joe Biden was there at the NATO conference. Remember that? Do you remember his comments? Remember his comments? Well, he, uh, this was on June 30th, near the end of the week. Uh, the, the president of the United States was outside the country, right, at the, at the NATO conference. And he took the opportunity to, uh, take a a swipe at the Supreme Court of the United States in front of an international audience at the conclusion of the NATO summit. Now, here's what he said, and hopefully the the technical gremlins can get this on the air. Let's listen. We have the strongest economy in the world. Our inflation rates are lower than other nations in the world. The one thing that has been destabilizing is the outrageous behavior of the Supreme Court of the United States on overruling not only Roe v. Wade, but essentially challenging the right to privacy. We've been a leader in the world in terms of personal rights and privacy rights. And it is a mistake, in my view, for the Supreme Court to do what it did. I can understand why the American people are frustrated because of what the Supreme Court did. I can understand why the American people are frustrated because of inflation. 
but inflation is higher in almost every other country. Prices in the pump are higher in almost every other country. We're better positioned to deal with this than anyone, but we have a way to go. And the Supreme Court, we have to change that decision by codifying Roe v. Wade. All right, so he uh, took the opportunity while he was uh, outside the country to uh, demean the Supreme Court of the United States because, because it didn't go his way on one decision. Well, maybe on more than one decision. Mr. President, when you are in a foreign country, part of your job is to represent the United States of America and stand up for us, stand up for the country. That's part of your job. It is not your job to demean parts of the parts of the three branches of government that have been a mainstay of the American system for over 200 years. It's more than an embarrassment. It is more than that. There's some good wisdom for you, I believe, Mr. President. I know you're not going to listen, but let me share it. And it's some wisdom from a man named Paul, lived uh, over 2,000 years ago. And he said, and he was writing to some folks that, that he knew, and they were in, in a divisive state against each other. And so I, uh, he said this. If you bite and devour each other, watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. Mr. President, that's good wisdom for you. It's good wisdom for Democrats and Republicans in the House of Representatives. It's good wisdom for the January 6th committee show. It's good wisdom for Republicans in their references to other Republicans, Democrats, in references, in references to other Democrats. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. And I would add to that is not only just the, the possibility of destroying each other, but destroying the country as well. And that was more than a faux pas, Mr. President. To me, that was an intentional act. You did that intentionally to demean one of the three branches of the United States government while you were on foreign soil in front of the NATO conference. Mr. President, shame on you. I'm embarrassed. I am embarrassed. I'm not embarrassed that we're going to be back in five minutes, though, here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. We'll be back. The show you love. Talking about the issues that are important to you. The voice of the valley. The Mike Douglas Show. Now every weekday from 3 till 5. On air and online. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Here again is your host, Mike Douglas. Mike Douglas. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show. Here on this Tuesday, uh, July 5th, right after the Independence Day celebration. Thank you so much for joining us. 
And, uh, I, you know, I've, I've often shared this with you, and let me just pull the curtain back, uh, as, as was done with The Wizard of Oz, I suppose. Let me pull the curtain back just for a moment, moment and, and give you some insight. When I talk to you about the fact that I believe when there are mountains before us, when there are challenges that uh, don't seem to be able to be resolved when the mountain appears too high, my nature is let's go take the hill. As long as I'm vertical and have a pulse, let's go take the hill. Let's do what's right. Let's keep persevering. Let us not be defeated because we get discouraged. Let's keep persevering. And, uh, and so our phones are back up. <laughs> they are. And uh, so we're, we're back in good shape here, and that's all due to the fact that I refuse, I refuse to be defeated by technology. And that comes back to my view on uh, artificial, artificial intelligence and all of that. I refuse to be defeated by technology. And uh, so we persevere. We got the phones back up working. Our telephone number here, 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. Been talking about uh, President Biden on foreign soil at the conclusion of the NATO conference. Uh, basically taking a swipe at one of the uh, three branches of our government. Uh, one of our listeners writes in, I feel Biden's comment on the Supreme Court uh, is an impeachable offense. Mm. He did not support, I love this, he did not support, sustain, nor defend the Constitution of the United States. Totally disgraceful on his part. Well, I, uh, I agree with that. Let, let me play these comments before you again. Uh, for you again, I I am I, I I understand there are presidents who and and I think in many ways that Barack Obama was this way that in his mind America was embarrassing in many ways and you caught that in many of his comments. I'm I'm sorry he thought that way. I happen to disagree. But it's, I understand, he, he, that's the way he felt. Uh, and, but with, with President Biden, it's, it's, it's now becoming routine. And here's his comments again. This was last week at the end of the, the NATO summit. This is the President of the United States of America on foreign soil talking about his own country. We have the strongest economy in the world. Our inflation rates are lower than other nations in the world. The one thing that has been destabilizing is the outrageous behavior of the Supreme Court of the United States on overruling not only Roe v. Wade, but essentially challenging the right to privacy. We've been a leader in the world in terms of personal rights and privacy rights. And it is a mistake, in my view, for the Supreme Court to do what it did. I can understand why the American people are frustrated because of what the Supreme Court did. I can understand why the American people are frustrated because of inflation. But inflation is higher in almost every other country. Prices in the pump are higher in almost every other country. We're better positioned to deal with this than anyone, but we have a way to go. And the Supreme Court, we have to change that decision by codifying Roe v. Wade. 
All right, so essentially, let, let me put it this way. It's like a, a family member airing their dirty laundry at uh, someone else's house. Right? Don't you feel that way? Our phone numbers, which are now working, 209-551-3483. Are, are you embarrassed by what the president said, or do you agree with him? 209-551-3483, our uh, phone number here. I, uh, and, and again, I come back to this ancient piece of wisdom. If you bite and devour each other, watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, uh, I'm, I'm just, it, it, it doesn't so much make me angry. It makes me distraught that a president of the United States would say that. It doesn't matter if you're thinking it. You can think whatever you want. But you're the president of the United States of America. You're supposed to be on our side, Mr. President. And when you start demeaning the very one of the very tools that keeps us going as the United States of America. And one of those incredibly genius tools are the three uh, branches of our federal government. The executive, the judicial, and the legislative. Now, I know uh, attempts have been made over the years to blur all of those lines. I understand that. But it's... uh, to me, it was more than just a faux pas. I don't, I don't attribute that to just his age. I think that was very intentional. I think he meant it. And as an American, it's more than just embarrassed by it. It's, uh, it cuts me to the core, especially coming up on Independence Day. Well, he's, you know, he's elderly, Mike. He wasn't thinking about it. I, you know, I, I think... Yes, he is elderly, and yes, he has shown the ability to lose his train of thought and become derailed. But if you listen to the way he gave that statement that was calculated, that was planned ahead of time, this was no accident. What do you think? Area code 209-551-3483. Is that that how you want your president to act when he's on foreign soil? 209-551-3483-209-551-3483. While you're thinking about that, talking about government and the way things work, have you researched any of the propositions coming up on the November 22 ballot? Yeah, of course the elections are on our minds coming after the, uh, the primaries. But there are a, a couple of propositions that we're tracking, uh, and we'll, we'll go over these from time to time. Not going to go into great detail at the moment, but these are things we need to uh, keep on our radar screen. One of the propositions is Proposition 1. That's a legislator's, legislature's constitutional amendment that would make abortion rights in in the Constitution of California. And that, that's going to be a big one. No accident, by the way, no accident that is Proposition 1. Going to be the first one that 
that people look at. No, no accident there. All right, let's go to the phones, which are now vibrantly working. 209-551-3483. 209-551-3483. And let's welcome Debbie from Stanislaus. Hi, Debbie. What's on your mind today? Hi, Mr. Douglas. I'm so excited about you, the way you communicate with us. And I'm sure the majority of all of us feel the same. We're so lucky to have you. I just hope to God we have you for a very long time. Our president is not what he said to and while he was in the other country. You are absolutely 100% correct. It was very demeaning, very, very hurtful. And it's confused the population in the United States of America to such a degree that mental illness is almost on everyone's doorstep. None of us don't have... Every single one of us, Mike, even me, even you, all of us, we in our privacy of our soul and our brain, we have a sense of depression. Everyone in this country, I don't care who they are, what their, what their title is, it makes no difference. Everyone is running on fumes. What has happened in this administration, the damage that has been done to this country, may or may not be reversible. Now, the one thing that could tell every single one of us, and it sure told me right from the get-go, that when our president said, I've got two stacks of books here, and I'm going to turn every one of them over to eliminate what was done in the previous administration. If that didn't tell anybody with their God-given brains what was coming, then we deserve exactly what we're getting. We should have pushed back a long time ago, and the first thing we should have done is called treason on our President of the United States of America. And when we did that, we needed to go all the way down the line. Everyone that was attached to the president, I don't care where they are, who they are, what they have, what they don't have, every one of them should be held in contempt and treasonous actions. Everyone. But everybody is so spineless. They can't stand up for our integrity. They think it's going to go away. It's not going to go away, fellas. I've shared with you with my heart and my soul for so long that your technology is killing you. Your television now, you turn on your TV and you see all these advertisings. You, you never saw them before. The conditioning technologically is so sophisticated that you're going to have to pray to God with everything in that you can rise above it. Because if you don't find a way to do it, you can kiss our police, our military, kiss our United States of America, our Declaration of Independence, and all that we've held holy and sacred. We've put millions of people to death. Our boys and our girls have gone to countries all over the world to not only defend our country, but defend the world. They gave up their lives. They came off of ships and they didn't even look. They just had their rifles ready and they got off those ships, went into the water and never made it to the land. One of those actions, in fact, two of them, there were over 5,200 of our military that died before 24 hours passed. What are you going to do 
to pay those human beings back. Have you ever looked at their faces? Have you ever gotten any documentation of the magazines that put out their faces? I have them. How come, that, how come I have them? How come I have them in my possession? Why don't any of you have them? Look at those faces of those young men and those young women. They gave their lives up for you. And what are you doing? Debbie, I, I, I think one of the issues, uh, two of the issues, I, I've got to run here uh, pretty quick, but uh, two of the issues that I think you, you brought up are paramount in the discussion. One is we do have a lot of spineless leaders in our country uh, from both parties, and they're unwilling to stand up for what's right. And the other is, Debbie, I think uh, our nation suffers from short- and long-term amnesia and uh, we need to get back to remembering. And uh, Memorial Days and Veterans Day and Independence Day, those are days when we need to remember. And we need to remember the full history because that's how we learn. That's how we make those corrections. Debbie, thanks so much for your call. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll have more phone calls. Uh, Jeanette from Escalon will get to you in three minutes. When the Mike Douglas Show continues here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. You're listening to the Mike Douglas Show, the voice of the valley. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on this Tuesday in California's Central Valley. Mike Douglas here serving as your concierge for conversation as we get things going here in our, our second hour here on the Mike Douglas Show. And thank you so much for your comments, for your great thinking. That's just a highlight of my weekday, this opportunity to visit with you from 3 to 5 p.m. Just really, uh, really appreciate that. And thank you for your participation. Our commitment to you to be live and local for as long as we are here, we shall do so, and that is our commitment to you, and, and you can hold us to that. Uh, talking about President Biden uh, taking a slam at the Supreme Court while on foreign soil, let's get your reaction to that. 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. Let's uh, find out what Jeanette from Escalon has to think about it. Hi, Jeanette. Oh hi, Mike. I hope uh, I, I hope my phone holds up. Uh, it keeps dropping. I hear that AT and T is working on towers. So uh, welcome <laughs> uh, to D five or five G. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of technology, isn't it wonderful? But you know, I I, I want to first respond to Debbie's con, uh, comment because she she has so much heart and so much enthusiasm and passion and. And and I, I know that she really wants everything to be right, righted, and so on. But you know, uh, we we want to jump and 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 blame like technology and mental illness. And yes, there are issues of both. Uh, mental illness. Not everybody's mentally ill. Some people just choose to commit these crimes. Some people want the attention, and I blame the media for that. Um, and technology is a wonderful thing. I mean, look at the medical advances. And uh, wonderful things that we are doing with entertainment and other things with technology. Um, we just have to be educated to know what is right to do with those tools. I like your comment, Mike, about um, um, knowing our history. That is so, so very important. I talked to some, uh, some military people yesterday about that, and that's a concern they have. But I want to get to um, 
what uh, Mr. Biden said. Yes, I call him Mr. Biden, not President Biden, but <laughs> that's another day. Um, comment, though, um, um, is to go back to what Dr. Gary Bauer said in the 2000 presidential election. He was um, at, uh, the, the domestic policy advisor for President Reagan. I mean, yeah, President Reagan. But he said, if we don't get this right concerning abortion, nothing else will matter. Uh, that decision made by the Supreme Court was the most significant decision made in our lifetime. Because, not just because that it was, it was right in a, uh, incorrect and wrong in the Constitution, but it was just the right thing to do. Um, and what Dr. Bauer was saying is that, you know, all of this anger and division and violence and killings and crime and everything that's going on in our society is because we do not value life. And it starts in the womb. Alvita King always says, from the womb to the tomb, every life matters and has meaning. When we lose that message, then everything falls apart. So it has to start with life uh, from the very moment of conception. And um, what the Supreme Court decided was a great thing. And I'm very sad our president, who doesn't listen to his condom or his search. Uh, he's a Catholic. Uh, and uh, his decisions uh, are appalling and embarrassing. Jeanette, thank you. Uh, a couple of, of comments here. I think uh, something that, that we're identifying in this discussion is there are many factors that play into all of this. And one of the things that you've addressed, and, and you quoted Gary Bauer, and it, it's a, it, it is a good thing to dwell upon, and that is we have to get back to what our foundational values are. What are our core values as a nation? Is, is, and, and you mentioned life itself. Is, is life not important to us? If it's not, then our whole judicial system gets turned upside down. And the other thing, uh, Jeanette, and, and I'm thinking about this in terms of our, of our call with, uh, with Debbie and, and my conversation now with you, is that one of the great things about the United States of America is that we have been able to learn from our mistakes and we have been able to make, what would we call them, mid-course corrections, I guess you would say. And uh, our ability to do that really comes down to, uh, to being able to analyze what's going on and then saying to ourselves, what are we going to do about it? Can we, can we get to the point where we say, yep, we made a mistake, and we need to, uh, we need to recover from it. Uh, 30 seconds, Jeanette, yes, I'll give you the last a, word. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I'm thinking back to our documents, you know, that says, uh, you know, uh, uh, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men, and men, uh, the human race, all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life liberty and liberty not trampling other uh, on other people's liberty including the, the unborn life liberty and the pursuit of happiness and we want everyone to be able to travel that journey of happiness and yeah. that starts from the very beginning in the womb very absolutely well said Jeanette thank you very much Jeanette from Escalon uh, great points there we'll continue the discussion the phones are now open 209-551-3483 back in five minutes on the Mike Douglas show on Power Talk 1360 AFIV. 
The Mike Douglas Show. Now, weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Here's more with the voice of the valley, Mike Douglas on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. 1660 KFIV and streamed on the iHeartRadio app. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Mike Douglas here, your personal concierge for conversation as we take a look at the topics that affect you and me right here in California's Central Valley. And uh, I appreciate the way that you are also committed to rationally, reasonably, and responsibly and respectfully discuss the, the issues of the day. You know, it's that, it's that mutual grace, mutual respect that is so important. I, I think of many of the conversations we have uh, over uh, the past two years or so that we've been on the air here. And we've not always agreed. When I say we, I mean the radio audience in general and, and me. But we can listen to each other, and we can, can acknowledge, yes, that's, uh, I acknowledge that's the way that you see it. And either I can agree with you or disagree, but I can still allow you to be standing instead of crushing you like our woke culture does. See, the woke culture doesn't allow for opposite opinions won't even listen you don't you see that uh in in many of if you look at interviews done on uh, msnbc cnn you say oh mike i don't watch that well i i i watch clips because it's important to find out what they're saying and it helps me to understand a little bit what's going on in in their minds and what so many times they're cutting people short and uh, then on a program like The View, you know, opposite opinions are not tolerated. We, we, we respect the fact that we may not always agree here, but we can agree to disagree without being disagreeable. And uh, through that process, we can learn from each other. I want to go back, by the way, uh, <clears throat> to uh, both, well, uh, Jeanette's comments as well as uh, Debbie's comments about uh, we were talking about te technology but also about the mid-course corrections and this is one and and i think president biden has uh been guilty of this so to speak and you hear a, a lot of talking heads on the mass media the mainstream media doing this and and uh, who who was I listening to uh, the other day? I think it was um, uh, Bob Woodson. And if I can find his comments, I may bring those up uh, later this week. But he referred to, uh, I think it was Bob Woodson, uh, re referred to the fact that, yes, we have had sin issues, so to speak, <clears throat> in our history in the United States of America. And one of them was slavery. And but we, through the processes of the Constitution, uh, the processes that the Constitution gives us and the Bill of Rights uh, gives us and the three branches of government gives us, it was not easy. But in many, whether it's Roe v. Wade or civil rights, whatever it might be, the issue is we're able to grapple with these issues. <clears throat> we're able to put our different perspectives on the table and then acknowledge what's real, acknowledge what was unproductive, acknowledge what was unjust, 
and make those mid-course corrections. Are we perfect? Absolutely not. Never will be. There is no perfect country. But we do need to be recognized, <clears throat> Mr. Biden, as a country that has been able, in, in a really a relatively uh, over 200 years, m- many nations don't last that long, political nations. We have had the ability to peaceful, well, peaceably, to a certain degree, address these issues. Of course, the, the Civil War, not too peaceably, but we were able to come to a national refer, uh, referendum on the issue. And will there always be disagreements? Absolutely. But to me, yesterday, Independence Day, was worth celebrating because if we look at our history, we are able to make those corrections. And I want to come back, and I think maybe Jeanette uh, Jeanette mentioned this, is we look at decisions that have been made, such as Roe v. Wade. And while part of the country would say, yes, that, that's what we were looking for. And they rejoiced in that for just about 50 years. But there have been other decisions that the Supreme Court has made along the way that have not been just, that have not adhered to the Constitution of the United States. The Supreme Court is not infallible. The President of the United States, whomever it may be, is not infallible. And certainly the Congress, the legislator, the legislators, the legislative branch, it is not infallible. But between the three, over, over two centuries, we have been able to make some of those mid-course corrections. And one of those was Roe v. Wade. And you see, the problem, I think, that one of the issues that we've, that we've uh, fallen into is we try to engage in discourse strictly through emotional response. And we must engage our brains in this as well. Emotions are important. There are a couple things that are important in these discussions. As we wrestle with issues and as we attempt to arrive at good decisions and maybe some changes that need to be made, we need to consider three things. One, what are the facts? Well, that depends on where you stand. Yes and no, let's, let's be honest and do our best to look at the facts, whether the facts may wind up offending us or not, whether the facts agree with our perspectives or not, let us do our best to look at what is true, to stand in the light of truth. Can't do that when we're operating out of emotion because emotion colors our viewpoint. Emotions create a filter or filters through which we process information. So we must be able to look at what is the truth. What are the facts involved? And then the next step is, what do I believe about those facts? What are my interpretations of those facts? Here are the, here's the truth. What do I believe about the truth and why? And that, and that really is not just a conversation with others. That's a conversation with ourselves as well. 
And thirdly, we knew we do need to bring in the emotional aspect. If, if you make decisions without any emotional factors thrown in, then it's, then it's not a full-bodied decision. We need to throw, but recognize that this is my emotional reaction to it. Am I happy about it? And I, am I angry about it? Well, if so, what creates that anger? Or what creates that joy, as the case may be? See, and we, we've, I think, in, in, uh, especially over the past 5, 10, maybe 15 years, as political correctness and the cancel culture and the woke culture have come to the fore, we have been pummeled and intimidated into not announcing what's true and not being able to articulate what we believe about what's true and then not allowed to express our emotions. Well, how do they do that, Mike? Well, one of, one of the ways they do that on the federal level is to use the FBI as a tool against people who don't have the same perspectives that the people in power have. And that's horrible. That needs to be rectified. And I would say, come November 2022, come November of 2024, if we do not create more of a balanced perspective in the legislature, in the Senate, in the House of Representatives, if we do not hold the ruling party accountable for the violations of law that are happening at the federal level, we, it may take a long time to recover. We may never recover from it. I, I believe November 2022 and 24 are going to be tipping points for us both in the state of California and the nation as well. I don't mean to be over, overly dramatic. In fact, you know, there are some commentators that tend to be drama queens. I don't ever want to do that. I don't, I kind of turn the volume down when I hear that. Not into that. But I do believe, and this is part of that three-part process, I do believe it's important for me to articulate what I believe are the facts what I believe about the facts and my emotional responses to the facts. And then we bring you into that mix and you express what you believe to be the facts, what you believe about the facts and your emotional responses to the facts. That's when we make progress. But you see our system right now, the woke culture, the parties in power both in California and Washington, D.C. do not want that. They want any opposition to be silenced. And they're doing a good job of it. Well, speaking of being silenced or not, Governor Gavin Newsom buying television ads in Florida. Uh, we'll talk about what we think all that means coming up in three minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show. Our telephone number, 209 551 3483. I'll be back with you in three minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show. Power Talk 1360 KFIV.
Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. 1360 KFIV is your place online. Let's get social with Power Talk 1360. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And thanks for joining us in the conversation today on the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Again, we appreciate you so much being part of the mix here on the Mike Douglas Show. So I'm sure you heard about uh, Governor Gavin Newsom paying, uh, how much was it? I've heard uh, various estimates, maybe up to $1,400 perhaps. Uh, uh, more than that, 100, 114000 maybe. I'll have to look that up. But anyway, uh, I, I think it's uh, north of $100,000 perhaps. North of $100,000 for an ad to run on Fox News in Florida. Yeah. Now, I, the, the couple ways I, I was going to approach this, uh, he is not paying for time here on the Mike Douglas Show, and so I'm not going to air that whole ad uh, unless he wants to send us uh, $114,000, whatever it is. But I, I do believe the content we need to uh, talk about. So apparently in this ad that, that uh, rolled out yesterday in Florida... The ad begins with uh, the governor of California looking at Floridians and saying it's Independence Day, so let's talk about what's going on in America. And here's a little bit of how that continues. Freedom is under attack in your state. Your Republican leaders? Uh, freedom is under attack in your state. Your Republican leaders? Your Republican leaders, what's happening right there? When he says your Republican leaders... There's a picture they put up of Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, shaking hands with Donald Trump at a podium. I don't know if this was while Donald Trump was president or afterwards. And then there's a shot of Ron DeSantis speaking at a podium. So when Governor Newsom says, your Republican leaders, there's no question who he's talking about because they put their pictures up. He's talking about Ron DeSantis and uh, former President Donald Trump. And then he continues. Well, let me just give you a little bit of it. They're banning books. They're banning books. Those horrible Republicans banning books. And he says they're, they're making it harder to vote. Okay, so two issues there. He is doing... Um, well, he's lying on both of those. So two strikes there, Mr. Uh, Governor. He's restrict. He says uh, these Republicans are restricting speech in the classrooms. No, nope. no, they're not. No, the the don't say gay thing is something that you and and uh, the left wing of the Democratic Party made up. It, it it was nowhere in the Florida legislation. Everybody knows that, but we also know that you know if you repeat a lie long enough, people will come to believe it. Well, we're going to repeat the truth long enough that people will believe the truth. So you're lying, Governor Newsom. There's one, two, three, three lies in a row, even criminalizing women and doctors. No, that's a half-truth. That's a lie. So one, two, three, four lies in a row. So the basis of his message is a lie. 
or a combination of lies. And then he says, so join the fight or join us in California. Well, thinking a lot of people have probably fled California to Florida to get away from the policies of the Newsom administration here in California. I don't think they want to come back. Now, there may be quite a few people in Florida who would love to be in California. And maybe they'll they'll come. I mean, we've, we've had so many people coming to California, Governor, that we lost a congressional district. Of course, that, that wasn't mentioned, was it? No, I'm looking here. No, no, not mentioned in there at all. He says, so join the fight or join us in California where we still believe in freedom. I don't, I don't feel really free here in California. Between the confiscatory taxation, the draconian pandemic measures, nah, Governor, not feeling it, not feeling it. Freedom of speech, nah, I don't really feel that as well. Freedom to choose. Now, what does he mean by that? Freedom to choose. That that means uh, freedom to take the life of your baby if you cho- so choose. That's what he means. Freedom to kill babies. All right. I just write on that one. We, we have that. You can have that here. Yep. Freedom from hate. No, no, no. A lot of people hate what I have to say. A lot of people uh, hate what you have to say because they disagree with you. And people like Gavin Newsom have stoked that fire over the years. All right, so there's uh, another uh, incorrect statement. And then he and the freedom to love. The freedom to love. What a beautiful way to end that, Mr. Governor. And then he says... Don't let them, I would assume them refers to Republican leaders in Florida, don't let them take your freedom. I wonder if he would apply that to California as well. Would he be okay if we don't let him take away our freedoms? What do you think? Mm, Not sure. And then, then I love the tag here. I love the tag. The tag at the very end is a female voice that says, paid for by Newsom for California Governor 2022. Huh. All right. So that 100,000 or 114,000, whatever it was, I'll have to look it up to, and I'll correct myself if I'm wrong. So that the, those ads are being paid out of his California campaign coffers to run for California governor. Do you think this is about running for California governor? I don't think so either. I think he has his eye on the presidency of the United States of America. Truly, and I don't say this in a blasphemous way, God help us. Please be merciful, God. Not Gavin Newsom. Please. Of course... That decision is really up to us, isn't it? Mike Douglas here on the Mike Douglas Show. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow, 3 to 5 p.m., right here 
on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Have a wonderful evening and look forward to talking with you tomorrow.